スロットドーンシュハッピーフライデーエブリバディハッピーシローショーハッピーエブリバンウォークマンインドシローショーハイドゥンデイブハイユドゥンアサイフォンダーティピカルテクニカルディフィカルティーズアムグッドゴエヘデンエイトゥケイオーケイオーレイウィガトルウィガトルソーディーライプロデューショーベギンソーユノウォッツエクノジスピーカーベハインデシンスイレイイイイイイイ At, two, at 2 30, I'm sitting here with audio issues and I'm like, okay, nothing works. Why? And it's just OBS again, being OBS. I have to like change switches and like, and it's like the fuse, you know, to the bomb. Like, I, or I'm, you know,、yeah. I'm Tom Cruise and I'm running <laughs> just, out of time. <laughs> running out of time and we go live like right.、Jeez. It's every time, every time. I'm not even kidding. We don't try to do this, we don't plan it. It's just. At, you know, amazing. I don't know what it is, but either Pat, his computer gets borked, or mine gets borked like right before、mm. Shiro's show. So, but I'm, you know,、Brother. we're here. We're here. So, yeah, you made it. I'm alive. We're here. And everybody else watching is here. So, thank you for watching. Oh,、uh, great to、oh, see y'all. I'm still alive. Okay, so I'm going to shout everybody who's in the chat right now. We have 27 people、yep. in the YouTube chat. Make yourself known. Don't just sit there and lurk.、Uh, we got Brian Trusty, because I read off whoever's, whoever actually says something in the, in the YouTube chat, because I want to、yep. acknowledge you guys、uh, being with us here. Brian Trusty, of course.、Uh, I think he was first. Fenton. Fenton Reed Smith. <laughs> Paul Bort. Hey, Paul. How's it going? Hey, Pudgy Bunny.、Uh, Dan, of course. <laughs> Max, Max Headroom. Nice. Max Headroom. Uh, what a name. What a name, right? Moose Track is here. Jommy Jom Jom. Let's go. Papetsu.、Mm-hmm. We got,、uh, who else we got here? David Zaney, of course. Doesn't miss a show, I think. Perfect track record. Neil、yep. Henderson.、Uh, we've also got,、uh, who else? Who else? Anybody else? Slowcoin, Double Dime is here. Yo Yo, Knight of Dragon.、Awesome. Uh, Natron, Eric, B Husker, Charlie Ward, and. Achmal, Achmal, hey, how's it going? Welcome to the stream. And、uh, yeah, so be sure. Yeah, there's Chrono. Give us a lot. Li- oh, there's Chrono. Okay. Oh,、uh, wait, where did you see that? Con? Con Lee? Yeah, Con Lee. I,、yep. I, I missed you. He just chatted. He just chatted. Okay. Oh, yeah. There you go. Got it. Thanks. How's it going?、Uh, so everybody gives us, give us a thumbs up, like the stream. There's Sasquatch. If you have social media and you feel like、uh, doing us a favor and sharing it out, we appreciate it. That helps more people、yep. get to know us in a more organic way because YouTube isn't going to tell people、uh, whether, whether we're. No, of、good. course not. <laughs> no, YouTube isn't going to. YouTube doesn't help you at all.、It. If you look up Sega、yeah. Saturn, you're likely to get a Metal Jesus video or you're likely to get. Well, you're, you're likely to get Sega Lord Exit. You could do a lot worse. Which、uh, isn't bad. Because、right. Mel, we love Mel. He's a, he's a good friend of mine. And he、um, does shout out Shiro Show. And he does. He certainly does. All every, his videos. Every、so、single show. That's very he, cool of him. So that's very nice. You know, he shouts、mm-hmm. out. And he also shouts out Nick、uh, Panda's videos. So that's wonderful. Yeah.、Um, but I mean, you know, you're not going to. It's funny, even though like, we are literally dedicated to nothing but Saturn. <laughs> You're going to have a hard time finding us if you just type in Sega Saturn to YouTube. So、uh, do us a favor and, and share the love and, and let people know what's good.、Yep. Um, how are you doing, Dan? What's up?、Uh, I'm good. It was actually kind of uh, uh, an anxiety filled day today. I took today off from work because I have a bunch of vacation days and I got to use them off by the end of the year.、Mm-hmm. So I'm, taking, I'm trying to take every Friday off for the rest of the year and then、I、have a few more days around, like Christmas and my birthday later this month. Mm-hmm. And、um, uh, 
I, I could not really take today off from work. They they didn't get stuff into me on time yesterday, so I had to like just sign into my work computer today and do that. On top of that, I wanted to get the uh, the news roundup typed mm-hmm. up and put on the website uh, today, which I ended up doing that. And yeah. I wanted to uh, drive out to like this uh, this open air kind of bougie shopping center um, today uh, to try to get some gifts for my parents for Christmas. Oh, okay. And we did not make it out there. We had too many other things to do. We went to like a candy store. We uh, gave some Christmas gifts early to uh, my best friend, and. Um, uh, we and then we ended up going to a retro game store, which I will use this to transition real quick into my pickup uh, okay, today. Cool. Very nice. Uh, I know. Very I know. Smooth. Dave has a pickup too. So yeah, no, thanks. Yeah, uh, that's, that's fine. Take your time. I want to. We don't have that much to talk news to talk about. So feel free. To, oh, we don't. I, well, we do. I, we do. Okay. I've been, no, no, I've been <laughs> like a maniac writing stories the last okay, few days. Okay, you took that the totally wrong way. Uh, no. Yeah. Okay. So I, <laughs> fine. We have plenty to talk about. But okay. No, uh, thank, thank you, Dan. Uh, thanks to Dan. We have plenty to talk about. No, but uh, <laughs> what I wanted to say is take your time. Don't rush yourself. Uh, we don't have Pat here for those who might have wondered. Yeah. Oh, I forgot right, to yeah. mention at the very beginning of the show, he is, again, He's he is a lead a project lead at his work and I guess he has another one of those developmental meetings or anything. It's nothing bad. Yeah. He's not in trouble. Uh, no. But uh, it's a good meeting. But, but it's, it's a, a meeting. It's a good meeting. But yeah, show. it's a meeting that co- conflicts with Shiro's show, so he couldn't be here. But we're we're definitely yep. we definitely miss him and we uh, we wish him the best for his meeting and and go ahead, Dan. I don't yep. want to delay okay. your pickup anymore. Fair enough. So. I, I got Fantasy Star Portable 2 Ooh. for the PSP. Nice. I have wanted this game for quite a few years. Um, I have I got a PSP probably close to a decade ago, eight or nine years ago. Um, so kind of late in the life, but still like at the point where you could pick up new PSP games mm. um, on clearance, right? Like the Vita was in full swing. Yes. Um, so I, like, I, I actually found Fantasy Star Portable 1 new at a GameStop years okay. ago. And like I liked it. It was actually the first Fantasy Star game that I had like owned. I'd played like Fantasy Star online on GameCube at a friend's house okay. in high school. Okay. But I uh, I had PSP one and I'm like, okay, this is cool. I, I think I need PSP two though okay. to like complete the collection. But it, it like it sold worse. Uh, it was probably a smaller print run. So mm. it's harder to find. It's more expensive. And I could never really find a good price for it. I found it for like a decent price at a store once that closed down. And I I had not been able to find it again. There was a store near me that had been selling the Japanese version for like $70. Which is nuts because the Japanese version is much more common and it's like $20. bucks. should be worth $20. Okay. The a decent price is what I... They listed this at the store I went to today. Bunny and I went to it. For sixty dollars, okay, um, which is not bad. It's okay. actually that's pretty good. Um, but since it is my birth month, I got a twenty percent off discount uh, of whatever I wanted to get. Oh, nice. So yeah, I got twelve bucks off. It's forty-eight. I was like, yeah, I'm gonna take that. It, it comes with the manual. Comes with like a little registration card with the code that doesn't probably doesn't awesome. work anymore. Like enable online play. So yeah, I'm very happy. Happy birthday to me. I, uh, I got I got a game I've wanted for a long time. Also, 
uh, early happy birthday to you too, Dave. December is a great oh, month. Right. Yeah, birthday. that's right. <laughs> that's correct. We both share a birth month. That's great. Yes. Uh, I think I think uh, Malenko too. I'm not sure if I'm remembering Does that he? wrong. But we have he a might. few people. Yeah, well, we have you, a John. few people in our community uh, who, with birthdays in December, and I thought Malenko was one of them. It's a good month. Could be wrong, and, but, uh, but yes. my buddy John is in chat. He's from the Amiibo server. Thanks for watching, John. He said happy birthday to me. Um. Mine might be November. So, uh, so a quick question about that. Um, what yes. does it play like? So, so here's the thing. I had a PSP in the mm -hmm. uh, before I ever got a DS. Right, I had a PSP. Took it on the road with me in bands and stuff like that. And some, a lot of my yeah. friends played it. <laughs> actually, a lot more than I did. I didn't really <laughs> play get that much into it, to be honest with you. Um, oh, okay. Subsequently, on emulation and stuff like that, I have like I played Persona uh, Three Portable. Mm -hmm. You know, that was fun. And a few. A few I actually games saw from... a box copy of that today, and they wanted a hundred dollars for it. It's not cheap. <laughs> I was like, you know? nope. <laughs> it's not cheap. And I'll just play yeah. it on the PS2, honestly. But uh, but the yeah. PSP is a nice portable version of it. But um, essentially, I ended up selling my psp and getting into ds like really heavy and then oh. I, I really got into ds and on ds yeah. it's funny enough there is a uh fantasy star zero on d on mm -hmm. ds is phenomenal and it it's the closest is thing it? i well it's the closest thing i have found to uh fantasy star online for the dreamcast like uh oh, okay. as far as like being uh like a, a a sequel in that series and playing like fantasy star online on dreamcast uh, yeah. you, you can't do much better than Fantasy Star Zero on the DS. But I'm curious how hmm. Fantasy Star 1 and 2 portable for the PSP are in your Well, opinion. I haven't played Fantasy Star Zero on the DS. It was one I never got. Um, okay. Maybe it would be, that would be something cool to start looking for um, now. But yeah. it probably is similar um, to Fantasy Star Portable because Fantasy Star Portable feels a lot like PSO1. Does did, it really? Actually. Okay, yes, cool. It's just not online. Right. Um, but yeah, it, it feels very like you're on the hub ship okay. and you go talk to some people, you get missions, and then you warp down to a planet and you walk around a somewhat procedurally generated oh, okay. map, you know, killing enemies, picking up Meseda and loot and stuff, and then going back up to the ship. So yeah, it's it very much feels like an offline version of PSO. So Fantasy so, yeah, Star Zero is online though. Fantasy Star Zero is, is online. It? Yeah, and, and oh. it was using the DS's, you know, online uh yeah. Wi-Fi thing. And but but uh but so so then the the PSP version, the PSP game, it's not like Fantasy Star Universe then? Because like I was never that big of a fan of the Fantasy Star Universe games on the Um Yeah, you don't have to be connected online. In fact, I don't remember if PSP one has online functionality i when i was kind of paging through psp2 here i saw that it does have uh like wireless lan and it right. also has online which you have to put like a little code in that it comes with to unlock that right try to prevent yeah. use sales but uh universe, but yeah so though, this does I mean, have like online. The, the, the i mean the the fantasy star universe series uh which are kind of different games than like the fantasy star online games um okay yeah, yeah. no I, it's probably more connected PSO, but okay. I, I don't know as well, much about I, Fantasy I'm Star Universe. Download it and so. I'm gonna download it and play it. Uh, Check I it know, out. I know you yeah. like. I know you're big into Fantasy Star, so uh, especially like. Yeah, you play, I play PSO two every day. PSO so. two every day. Okay, so then, yeah, I'm gonna take that as a uh, a recommendation, and I'll I'll download sure. it and see see how it plays because I definitely cool. lo love uh, PSO and I love uh, Fantasy Star Zero. So anything else besides that pickup? Anything else going on this week? Uh, okay, you've, you've been writing a lot of articles, obviously. Yeah, I've been writing a lot. Uh, yeah, we're just uh, 
uh, working and yeah, it's getting into the holidays. Got a lot of gifts for Secret Santa uh, recipients and stuff. So that's okay. what I've been up to. Cool. SK, mm-hmm. 8-Bit SK Boy says, what? Fantasy Star Universe was great. Boo, Dave. Okay, <laughs> well, okay, I'll take that. I'll take that. I wasn't, wasn't, didn't like it nearly as much uh, as, as the, as Fantasy Star Online, but you know, that's just me. Uh, you can, you can crucify me for that. <laughs> I swear, anything I say, I'm uh, I, I'm likely. It's to, okay. Not every yeah, game is for every person. Not every game is for every person. I think that maybe that's what it is. It's a matter of expectation and reality. Like maybe I was yeah. expecting it to be more like a, a certain thing, and then it it didn't meet my expectation. That doesn't make it a bad yeah. game. That just means it's not for me. But uh, right. But that's fine. That's so fine. yeah, um, Dan lays out newspaper pages. I manage an art school, and I also do sometimes lay out magazine pages but that's what i do on in my free time on the side yeah if there was such a thing as free time um (laughs) for me and i'll be quick uh because i know okay apparently we do have a lot to talk about um i i got this a while ago okay i got this a while ago okay well this morning you were saying like i don't know how much i'm actually going to be able to get up you know in time so like i didn't realize that you had gotten a bunch of stuff up to talk about oh yeah there's only like okay like you said i'm a machine you're a machine (laughs) uh so a couple weeks ago i got this but i wasn't able to show folks this is a Mm. this is something i've wanted for a long time or it's something that's been on my radar of like i want to get this but i set myself nice so it's kind of unremarkable for uh it's just an old 91 launch or it's like a 91 sonic pack-in genesis you know it's a non-tmss one um i mean that's literally the one i got for christmas when that, i was a kid so is that right yeah, yeah. this is the one that yes. my sister got for her birthday and uh nice. I, I wanted to pick it up again because i had i have all the other sega console uh, well actually i don't have a master system in box that would be nice mm-hmm. um yeah. what's remarkable what's remarkable about it is that i set myself a budget that was kind of unrealistic i said it was like mm-hmm. 150 or less and these things mm-hmm. typically in any kind of decent condition go for like 180 to 200 to like and but the the caveat yeah. was that i wanted the foam the the styrofoam on the inside to be perfect and no. uh, and i wanted the box to be in like relatively like good so you were super picky about so this. i was like i i want i was very picky but also yeah. i had a really low budget so those two uh weren't about to reconcile anytime soon and when i was in portland for prge k took me to retro game traders and they had one that was like in pretty crappy condition that they wanted like 190 for um so yeah this i just got i just was patient i waited for like two years with uh with a bunch of like notifications on my phone and finally something came up on offer up and there you go it was like a local thing so cool. so shouts to being patient sometimes patience yeah. pays off you know of course there's always this feeling that if you wait too long, things are just going to keep going up and up, right? Right. But, but for whatever reason, I was like, you know what? This is not something that I desperately need. It's something that I would like. And it's like, if, yeah. I, if it ever comes up and it's in this ballpark, then there you go. So, yeah. It so worked out. It, that it's worked good. out. Pick that up. It, it's great, too. It's like I, I opened it up, cleaned it up, and it looks brand new, too. Yeah, It was almost never played. <laughs> that's the that's the crazy wow. thing, too. It was like in the, ba- in the original crazy. bag and everything. So, yeah, that's hmm. fun. Um, nice. Yeah. I also got a package. We got a package. We, I got Ooh. a package. It, it says, uh, 
Saturn Shiro on it here. Um, oh, don't want to show people my address, but uh, okay. So <laughs> I may have flashed it. I don't know. People are gonna be like scrolling back. You guys can send me stuff. Uh, let's see here. It's okay. Really, everything is a public record at the end of the day. This someone really true. wanted to find you. They this could find is, you. This is true. This is take true. it from someone with a journalism degree. Yeah, that's true. Someone can find you. All right, so. This uh, came a little later than I thought it was going to, to be honest with you. Okay. Um, yeah, I thought, I thought that it would come a little sooner, but um, at least it's here, and uh, I'm having trouble getting it out of the box. So, we've got... Okay. Suspense. We have got the Retrobit... What are these? Oh, yeah, the there you go. Retrobit wireless analog controllers uh that new i'm going to definitely put these through their paces and now awesome. of course i've i've played with these over the last two years at prge so um i kind of already know what to expect but what, yeah. I'm, really, what, what I'm really hoping is that you know i update the firmware and mess around with some fresh units and i'm able to give you guys like a final verdict kind of thing yeah and you can try them on like the setup you want you can try them on a crt right. yeah you know well that's you can try number, them yeah, on... so that's number one up till now i have not been able to actually test these out on us on my crt instead we've been yeah. using some kind of hyperkin cable plugged into a, an ipad so imagine yeah. that like imagine the latency there and ta even taking that into con into consideration i still mm -hmm. felt like these felt pretty nice i'm gonna try to yeah. unbox one of these so i can show folks what's inside um but it's cool like the side of the package says sega saturn there has the logo there um nice so yeah all things considered these are these are wireless pads that are really aimed at a lot of these switch ports that we're getting aimed at i want to say i don't i don't feel like i'm reaching to say that these are really uh aimed at switch compatibility and pc yeah. compatibility as well as being compatible with real hardware via the dongle that they include scotty mo uh wants to see some night speed runs from you dave i'm definitely um, going to you know i'm definitely going to be trying this with knights because knights is the controller that uh and, Knight, knights uh, is the game that was designed for this kind so right and akmal uh on possibly related note said dave will you stream for us again please respond <laughs> uh yeah i need to stream again it's been a while i told pat in a minute yeah so and then on the back says sega saturn retro bit and then copyright cool. sega so okay, it's a very so nice box it's a nice little it's a nice yeah the packaging is actually i think better on this than than it was on the other controllers if i memory serves yeah. so papa 2 asked why didn't retro bit simply do a remake of the original 3d gamepad instead of the regular gamepad oh, um right. i mean so uh, yeah it's the shape of regular gamepad but they did put analog sticks on it and they all they are um, hall sensors uh, for what it's worth so the last longer than like a, yeah. like a regular switch analog stick or something but I mean they did design it primarily to be used with modern consoles because that's where the money is you know okay. there's only so many of us who are Saturn fans and play on original hardware and are going to buy one of these mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. they, they need to make this project that they've undertaken for years now financially worth it 
So yeah. the money is there in selling this to Steam players and Switch players and, yeah. you know, that they're, sort of thing. They're going to make... So, so full full disclosure. These, this is just how the world goes around, and this is business. They're probably going to sell f like five to ten percent of these to actual people who are going to be using them with a real Saturn. Like, yeah, okay, maybe, maybe if that, and that might be okay. Well, you know, maybe, maybe it's at the most like twenty percent, right? But a yeah. ton of people are going to be buying these to play Saturn games via emulation on PC, on yep. on Switch. Yep they're going to be buying these uh for that purpose why did they not go with the big round uh bulky controller i mean bottom line they just wanted it to look like a typical saturn pad they wanted it to feel comfortable and recognizable to most people so m most people uh who are familiar with saturn at all and have any kind of nostalgia are almost guaranteed to have held a regular saturn controller in their hands at one point but not everyone experienced the 3D control pad or has any kind of nostalgia for it. You know, yeah, uh, it was a decision they made. I definitely am sympathetic to all the folks who s say, why didn't they give us like a 3D control pad? Because I love the 3D control pad as well. Um, but that's, you know, again, that's a decision they made. One of the huge concerns that they have, um, and some fans care nothing about this and some fans do, but one of the huge concerns that Retrobit had with these is retaining the license. They wanted to be able to work directly with Sega and use Sega's mm -hmm. branding on the controller, and that was something that was important to them. That factors into the cost. It fact, and it also factors into them having to do things a certain way in order to retain that license and get greenlit by yeah. Sega, because they could have they could have made anything they wanted to if they were willing to just uh, get rid of the Sega licensing, right? Um, yeah. Funny enough, Sega would not even let them write Sega on the controller. And if folks are familiar uh, with a typical... Oh, no, okay. Um, all right. So here's a, here's a standard Saturn pad, and it does just say Sega Saturn on the front. Now, the old, uh, the old uh, uh, Retrobit pads said a big Sega logo on the front, which is how some of the Japanese controllers were. They had the big Sega logo. Um, but they, um, but Sega, at least Sammy, which is the holding company, and Sega, they're not really just like letting anybody use that anymore. So they were. Uh, that's what. That's what uh, they told Andy. Told me basically is that they were able to use the the Sega Saturn logo and the font for Sega Saturn, but they weren't able to use the big, you know, tip, you know, blue Sega logo on the controllers. Yeah. But yeah, there's. There were compromises. This isn't this isn't like, oh, dream controller, you know, costs a hundred bucks and has every bell and whistle that everybody wants. It was basically mm -hmm. like, okay, let's give folks something that's affordable, that checks Sega's boxes, and that makes most people happy. Um, yeah. I will be happy if the latency is is low. Um, and if I can pull off most of the moves, like with knights. At, at, mm -hmm. PR, at PRGE, I was hammering the L and R buttons, and nothing. Went, Knights was not doing what he was supposed to do. So hmm. uh, they and they told me that that was literally an issue of it being a really used controller, and hmm. what the environment and whatever. And they said, you know, hold that makes hold, sense. Hold your criticism or or your skepticism for when you get like a brand new uh, pad that you can test out on your own equipment and. Um, 
with the latest firmware on it okay but folks need to understand that this feels exactly like a switch controller okay they're like close together feels exactly like a switch controller and um uh every little move you make is going to equal a large move on the screen and that's just going to take time to get used to uh akmal uh, also asked will these analog sticks work similarly to the official ones the 3d controller stick isn't typical um Sorry, the, the, he asked if the the analog sticks are the same as like the original Saturn uh, analog stick, and no, it's no. it's not. It doesn't have that like spring you can kind of feel underneath right. like the original Saturn it, one. Are, it's it's a modern stick. These are gully kit sticks. They are the the hall. The, they're the hall sensors, which um, which the original sticks are hall sensors yeah, as well. The original stick um, was a hall sensor. The original uh, 3D control pad also used a proprietary microcontroller on the PCB mm -hmm. that um, basically made it feel a certain way. Like the, the games were very, Knights was very fine tuned to use that controller. So I will tell folks that they need to go into this controller with expectations. Like they need to understand that. Um, I don't even think it's possible for it to feel one-to-one. -one. I think it's possible for it to feel very, very good. Um, and from what I felt, it's it feels better than playing... Let's say it feels better than playing the Knights port that we got on PS2. If folks are familiar with that, there's a Japanese version of Knights on the PlayStation 2. Mm -hmm. Playing with a PlayStation uh, DualShock analog controller, this feels equal to that or better. So, I mean... Mm -hmm. There you go. Um, again, I want to make sure that those triggers are are tight and that they work proper. So yeah, maybe I will do like a stream of that. That that sounds like something I could definitely do so that uh, folks could That'd see be good. how it works. Yeah. One thing yeah. I've noticed though is where they've cut corners or where or, I'm sorry, I shouldn't say cut corners. Where they've saved money so that they can put it into the controller. Again, this controller retails for what is it? Fifty nine ninety nine. Oh, sorry. No, 40, it's, it's 49. 49. Yes. Okay. So yep. 50 bucks in order to make this 50 bucks, they got rid of the carry case. Do you guys see that? Um, the, the other wireless controllers came with this nice, like plastic, um, see-through carry, carry, yeah. carry case. That was yeah, kind of a nice of touch. This one gets rid of that, um, in favor of, you know, the, the components, you know, obviously there's the battery mm -hmm. in here is quite a bit. You can even see the bottom of the controller. It kind of is bulgy there. Um, they were able mm -hmm. to stick a bigger battery in there that's kind of going to last longer. Um, We've and, got a super chat if you want to read that, Dave. Oh, yeah. Uh, is the pivot on the D-pad better than their previous ones? The pivot on the D-pad. Um, good question. And so, thank you for the five pounds, Charlie. And thank you for the five pounds, Charlie. Yeah. Uh, so actually, you know what? If it feels just like a real Saturn controller. I'm not even gonna lie. Nice. Like it's, it's actually, it's got that kind of like I don't want to say mushy, but it's smooth. Like I feel like I could pull mm -hmm. off like Mortal Kombat or Street Fighter moves with this, like super easy. The the wow. the test though. Now is that's good. that's fairly impressive. Well, and Charlie I, says they they fixed the Mega Drive ones that they were when they released the red version of those. Yeah. Um. So I I that's good. They seem to have just figured it out, and they're just putting it on all on they, all their Sega controllers. They said that they had issues with the plastics and the fabrication. Mm. They did have a lot of criticisms of the D-pad. Some even folks would hammer it pretty hard, and it would snap. Some folks actually mm. showed pictures. They're like, my my D-pad snapped underneath, you know, because uh, the plastics just weren't good enough. Um. This 
is one of their best feeling products I've ever held in my, held in my hands. And I, I did go on record saying that at PRGE, when you hold it in your hands, it's incredibly solid. It, aside yeah. from aside from the buttons themselves, there's no rattle at all. Everything is is incredibly uh, held in place. Like the tolerances are micrometers. Okay, um, nice. so. But yeah, this D-pad feels super smooth, so I can't wait to try it out. But I will have to go kind of hard. Like, I'll have to kind of abuse it a bit so because that, that's how people are going to play these games, you know? Like, if they're if they're playing fighting games and stuff like that, they're not going to go easy on it or not going to be, like, worrying about, oh, I'm going to break my controller. We never had to worry about that with the original stuff, right? So we shouldn't have yeah. to worry about it with this. But yeah, from what it feels like, it feels, it feels like practically one-to-one. Um, John says, I don't know what a real Saturn controller feels like. Well, John, if I ever get you for Secret Santa, I'll send you a Saturn controller. How's that's that? that's awesome. <laughs> then if you'll you have don't one. know what one feels like, you definitely, uh, that's what, you're in the right place. Because uh, <laughs> I think uh, you got to check it out. You got, I mean, funny, funny that he should say that because um, mm-hmm. on that topic, I, I mentioned the fact that my brother-in-law recently got into, got a Saturn because of us. Because okay, yeah. Of, because of Shiro, right? My brother-in-law. Yeah. He chats sometimes uh, here. He'll, he'll watch the show. He goes by uh, Hugh Jazz. Um, and and essentially, he bought, uh, he picked up a Saturn and he called me up the other day and he was like, so if you didn't, if you weren't aware, Saturn games are pretty expensive, right? And I'm like, yeah, no, no mm-hmm. kidding, right? He's like, well, <laughs> I just, after listening to you guys' podcast for, for so long, I just figured I would just go ahead and buy a Satiator. So he bit the bullet and mm. bought a Satiator. Nice. He, he sent me his satiator to to help fill it up with stuff with goodies. Yeah. Because apparently he he's got a he he and his wife have, or sorry he and my sister because he's my brother in law, they have cell phones but they don't actually have like a laptop or anything like that. So they're no. they pretty much don't. They don't have, have a he, PC. He doesn't have a way to yeah like get all the yeah. stuff onto the card. So he's like, can you? Mm-hmm. I'm I'm more than happy to help you out. More than happy to help you out if you send it my way. So, so he did, and I did, and I got everything on there, including uh, bulk slash and stellar salt, the the, that was nice the of you. fan dubs and everything like that. So yeah, so there's. Mm-hmm. But he mentioned that he mentioned that you know, honestly though, I suck at Sega Rally. He he's like I I can't play that game worth a darn. Even though he's like a huge racing game fan and he he's an excellent driver in real life, and he's like and everything mm. looks like really looks like crap on my TV and I'm like, wait a second, are you just plugging the Saturn directly into your TV? He's like, yeah. Well, there's your problem. <laughs> I mean, and and I it bears repeating, and I have to tell folks, don't be plugging your Saturn directly into your LCD or your OLED TV. And That's what I did for a while before I got a level hike. <laughs> exactly, but I mean, when you're playing these games, a you're you're gonna have latency, and you're not gonna know why you suck at these games, or you're gonna think, wait a second, I guess these aren't as good as I re- as everybody remembers. You know these games. Mm-hmm. Also, things are gonna look terrible on on your LCD. Like if if your LCD is improperly deinterlacing, uh, he yeah. said like ga- mm-hmm. a game like Mist, which is basically still screens and should look pretty good it's pretty it's a pretty crisp looking game he said it looked like trash um and i was like okay that's yeah that's that's going to be the composite plug directly into your tv so i i recommended that he get a rad 2x which is a simple mm. cable solution um f- there's the level height cables if you want to go that route um but i mean definitely i i highly recommend folks get some kind of scaling solution so that they don't experience latency and so that the picture you're getting RGB basically, because that's what's gonna make it 
I mean, this isn't like a primer yeah. course, but I feel like it's like now I realize there's always new people uh, right. who, are not, who are coming to this hobby and they're just like, why does it look like crap? I, I just picked up a Saturn, plugged it into my TV and it looks like garbage. I think I might sell I, it. <laughs> I remember when we had uh, Bob from Retro RGB on the show one time and yes. I was talking about how I do that. I, I would at the time plug my Saturn, just composite cables right into my mm -hmm. 4K HT, HDTV. Mm -hmm. And he was just like aghast. He was yeah. appalled yeah, at yeah. that. He like shamed me live on air for doing it. He's like, you need to get some kind of cable. And I'm mm -hmm. like, all right, dude, I'll, I'll get around to it. So eventually Pudgy Bunny got me level height cables for Christmas. And, uh, and yeah, they're nice. It, it, it sharpens up the picture and, mm -hmm. you know, probably improves the latency a little bit. And which I don't think my TV was doing a bad job of the latency in the first place It like auto detects as like a game mode or something. Mm -hmm. I'm sure some TVs have better game modes than others. I also think I'm just not as sensitive to latency as others since I played that, uh, that cotton two port on the, on the, uh, switch. And I was like, yeah, it's a little bit, but it's okay. Yeah. It's playable. And everybody else thinks it's just like unplayable garbage. So I don't know. I think I'm just not, not very sensitive to this sort of thing. Yeah. But they well, are nice cables. I do the, like them. The thing is the, the level, level hikes, you might just be used to the latency, honestly. And, and at this point, if you, um, I mean, if you're using composite directly into the TV or you're using the level hike, it's about the same, honestly, because the level hikes, they, they experience quite a bit of latency. The, the, what you do get with the level hike is you get RGB. And so you do mm -hmm. get a clearer, crisper picture. Um, I'm not, you know, I'm not knocking whatever folks choose, whatever they want, whatever works for them. And if you're happy with it, go for it. But I mean, you get what you pay for and level hike, they're an entry level product. You know what I mean? They're, they're affordable. Mm -hmm. Um, and they're a, an easy way for folks to get to RGB right away. Okay. So I will, I will say that for what it's worth. I mean, when you see the Saturn's RGB, uh, it, it really does. It really is stunning, you know, and even the level heights mm -hmm. are able to demonstrate that it's just that if you ever, if you ever happen to like go. Uh, to like a rad 2x from the level hike i guarantee you're going to notice the difference you're going to notice mm -hmm. the the difference with the frame rate and like the mm -hmm. the latency um i i had to review a level height cable and that was my experience basically was that it looked it looked really crisp as long as this as long as the image wasn't moving so you know so for a game like mist or something like that or for uh, any kind of slower rpg it was fine but for a game like Street Fighter Alpha 3 or something like that, it was kind of unplayable for me. But then again, mm -hmm. different strokes, right? This, I mm -hmm. don't mean, I don't ever want to be like gatekeeper or say like, you're using the wrong thing if you're using a level, level hike. What I will say is this, if you're literally just taking your Saturn via composite into your LCD, you're doing it wrong, okay? And you do need, you do need to find some kind of better solution to, to, uh, you know, benefit from the Saturn's RGB signal, which looks amazing. Or, you know, just get yourself a CRT. Get yourself a good old consumer CRT and plug in uh, composite into that, and it'll look phenomenal. I'm speaking to whoever's out there who is wondering these things, for sure. Yeah. Um, I mean, the Saturn... I do have CRTs around the house. They're just not in my living room. So I mean, Saturn... <laughs> and, I, and I want to play my Saturn easier exactly. or easily. So I keep it in my, my living room and when use the HDTV. You use what you have, you know, you use what you yeah. can and what you have when you have it. Not everybody has all the money in the world to drop on every single device out there. Right. So it's like, I yeah. only, honestly, I only just picked up an RGB cable for my Neo Geo CD Z. Um, 
that's a new pickup as well, but I wasn't going to share mm. it on the show. Just picked up an RGB cable for that because for the longest time yes. I've just been doing S video, and <clears throat> S video has been great, but but um, the RGB cable is going to be even that much better. You know, um, yeah. same thing with the with the Mega Drive or, or the Genesis. For the longest time, I was actually going composite into my XRGB unit um, mm. just because that's all I had at the time, and I was just like, okay, at some point I'm going to get the RGB cable. Um, I just, it's, you got to budget out and decide whether I want to buy Saturn games or whether I want to buy an RGB cable for my mega drive. When I did mm -hmm. finally get the RGB cable for the mega drive, oh my God, the pixels like cut my face. It was so sharp. It was just like, are you <laughs> kidding me? It's so incredibly sharp. Uh, so the Genesis looks amazing, uh, via RGB SCART going into a proper scaler. Nice. Um, but by the same, at the same way, like when i when i got a genesis several years ago and i plugged it in via rf to an old gold star like wood grain gold star tv and was playing yeah. and i and i kind of had to tune in the contrast and the color and everything to get it so right. the colors wouldn't bleed and stuff hmm. i had plenty of fun playing genesis via rf into a wood grain tv the, the game the experience it, it it's different you know it's like it's this soft glow you know but I think folks should just find what what they like and 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 go with that. But again, like the, when my brother was telling me, like, no, it looks like garbage and it doesn't play right. And um, are you sure about this? I was like, okay, <laughs> yeah, I'm I am sure. And you're gonna have fun, but you gotta you definitely have to invest in some kind of way to to get the image onto your flat panel uh, properly. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Because it just, uh, flat panels don't recognize 240p. They don't know what to do with it. They just think, okay, it's 240 lines. It must be a, f it must be a 480 interlaced signal, you know? So they treat it like that. Um, anyway, so yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's all of my updates. I will try to stream okay. sometime soon and I will definitely let people know what I think about those, uh, retro bit controllers. Um, but yeah, oh, and I'm gonna be—I'm going to be forwarding one to Pat too, so that he can uh, put it through his paces and give folks nice. his his two cents. Uh, Akmal asked uh, if we're gonna have the Sega guys on the podcast. Sega, uh, yeah, absolutely. They so they've been on the podcast. They've been on Editor's Corner with us. We've been on two episodes with them. I'm recording with James. Uh, what is it? Tomorrow night. So yeah. Oh, there you go. Yeah, so we've got more content coming up with them. Absolutely, we love the Sega guys. Very good. Uh, yeah, so partners in crime. There are partners <laughs> in crime on the on the uh, east east coast. <laughs> yeah, they're all the way over in the UK. Uh, but I mean, I love the yeah. fact that we're able to partner with them and kind of provide people with both perspectives, you know, and and see yeah. how see how our perspectives uh, kind of compare and contrast. Let's yeah. get into the news while we uh sure since you since speaking of editors corner of it, podcast. Right? Yeah, exactly. Uh wait, what about oh just the the articles? Yeah, the first article of the week, I believe, is the editor's corner, episode nineteen, chat with Audi Sorley. Oh right. Okay. Yeah, I was looking at the Black Friday thing and, and I didn't realize that I needed to scroll down below that. So yeah, um Pat and I had a chat with Audi. Uh, mm -hmm. technically from limited run now, but I mean, I think most people know him from DF retro. And if you go back before that, he wrote several articles for HG one Oh one. He also had a hand in founding uh, VGMDB, which is the video game music database. Um, 
several other things as well. Um, he's been involved in video game translations and uh, visual novel, you know, bringing over visual novels from Japan. Uh, he, he's a huge lover of like uh, very niche Japanese microcomputers, such as the PC-98, PC-88, uh, the PC Engine, of course. Um, he loves uh, the, like the Sharp 68000, all that stuff. Limited, he works for a limited run now, and I'd say, you know, folks say what they want about limited run, but I think Audi's one of the best things going for limited run uh, because him being a part of their team, he really seeks to try to, you know, bring some unsung games over to, uh, you know, be, be published, you know, like, for example, Plumbers yeah. Don't Wear Ties is one of those weird things that would just kind of be lost to... The, the ethers time. if it went in the time and everything if it wasn't for him yeah. giving it like this incredible re-release uh and you know d doing so much else to kind of dress it up and and also retain a lot of the history and the the context you know what would mm -hmm. you say uh is is audi responsible for the many skate decks that uh limited run puts out because they love selling skate decks man <laughs> that is funny i don't ha think he has anything to do with that <laughs> yeah he probably doesn't in i just fact, had to bring it up in fact it's uh, funny. Out, yeah so if for folks that don't know audi and jeremy Parrish recently joined the company within the last i don't know couple years um yeah and so it's you know they they, they come into it and they're just like well, you know, they have a they have jobs to do and they're, you know, working on these projects and trying to trying to do the best that they can, you know. I mean, I think that mm -hmm. folks need to realize that uh, that uh, if you have beefs with like, I don't know, ordering or or whatever or billing, Audi's not going to have anything to do Audi's with that. not yeah. going to have anything to do with that. The the funny thing is when in his panel for PRGE, the first thing he said is like, "Hi, I'm Audi from Limited Run and if you haven't received your game yet, don't tell me that's not my problem. <laughs> call, call support at limited run or just Husband be patient. Support, yeah. You'll probably, yeah. But I mean, you know, he gets that a lot, you know, because he works for limited run, but, but yeah, no, I mean, he's, he's working on a game called Arzette, which is, uh, uh, he has a big hand in that game, which is kind of like a spiritual sequel, I guess, to the CDI Zelda. Um, and it's got this like hand drawn, yeah, funny, funny uh, art aesthetic to it. Um, I think that it's going to be incredible. I definitely want to check that out, and it's going to come to Switch. So, um, mm -hmm. But that's the kind of thing that's up my alley. So anyway, yeah, we had a great talk with Audi. And if you like random casual game conversations that just go in all sorts of directions, check it out. Uh, we talk about the industry. We talk about physical media and all that stuff. Yeah, it was a good discussion that you had. Uh, also, thanks for trying to uh, take a swing there on a uh, uh, for getting like fan translations published, you brought it up to right, him. So right. that was cool. I mean, you know, Got but to actually talk about it. Yeah, it is. It's it's important to talk about that stuff, and it's important for people. It's important for your passing fan who doesn't really know to understand what's involved, because essentially, yeah, and why it's not happening he, generally. He kind of explained that for a team like the Bulk Slash team, you guys had so many people working on that project. Every right. single person has to have a phone call or a sit down with a lawyer so that the lawyer can say, okay, this is what's happening. 
you're signing everything over, you're going to get X amount of money and it's going to be done. And if we sell like a million dollars worth or whatever, I mean, uh, I'm just throwing a figure out there. You're not going to come out of the woodwork and say, Hey, you know, I want more or whatever. Like, yeah, there's no residuals or anything. It's not in the contract, but it's not enough to just send you a piece. It's not enough to just send you an email and say, sign this or read this and sign this. They have to give you legal counsel so that you understand your rights and you are okay with it for moral reasons Mm -hmm. and for business reasons. Like they, you know, you, you got it. You, you got to. And so for a big team like that, it just gets ridiculous. It kind of just, it's, it's almost cheaper for them to do it again. It's almost cheaper for them mm-hmm. to just hire a company that dubs games and, and have them do it and just basically have one customer versus like several individual customers, you know? Um, yeah. I mean, unless the, you can, you can get all of that whole team to kind of band right. together behind one person, have one person be the representative. That's, Speaking for everyone. Yes, that's, you know? that's the thing. And, and the or, from an organization standpoint, I don't know if that means creating some kind of nonprofit or, I don't know, creating some an kind LLC of... LLC or something. Right, that everything falls under. And then technically, you, all the people that worked on the game, answer to that person, that part of the LLC. Yeah. And then that person has whatever, uh, what do you call that? Uh, power of attorney, essentially, to be able to say... Right. I'm going to sign off on this, you know? Yeah, to enter into agreements. But that's yeah. tough because these fan communities, they make cool stuff, but they never really think about, I, I don't know, about like, you know, oh, the possibility of it actually getting out there as a commercial direct-to-consumer release. Um, so, yeah. But I mean, anything's possible. I, I guess he said it. It's like you said, Dan. It comes down to organization and then just pitching it to them, you know? So, mm-hmm. it's, it's so not, yeah, it's, check out the, that podcast check out that, that went podcast. up on Monday. Yeah, um, next, Blast Wind. I will read what Peter yeah, wrote Yeah, Best on of Saturn. So as folks know, uh, Saturn is uh, no slouch when it comes to shooters. In fact, it's yeah. one of the greatest consoles for shooters, aside from, like, the mm-hmm. PC engine. might A PC engine might be able to uh, take it out. I don't know. <laughs> like, the PC engine... I don't is, know. PC engine has a, an amazing amount of shooters, and also... Yeah, yeah. the sixty-eight, the Sharp X sixty-eight thousand has some great shooters, but the Saturn mm-hmm. is amazing when it comes to shooters. And this, let's see, th- third week in a row showcasing a sh- Saturn shmup, and this time it's Technosoft's Blastwind. Technosoft also was amazing when it came to shooters; like they just they did yeah. some really, really sharp, um, very polished shooters. Released in Japan in ninety-seven, January ninety-seven. This its limited print run means it's quite pricey today, but then what Saturn shmup isn't? Yeah. Uh, vertical no scrolling. Kidding. The game features branching paths in most of its six stages. It isn't overly long nor insanely difficult. So the emphasis here is on scoring. Technosoft fans step right up. Um, and so yeah, again, uh, this is just to get us talking about it. Essentially, I would give this like a high B plus, maybe A minus. I mean, it's like not going to be one of the first. It's it's not Batsugan, but I mean it's definitely mm-hmm. high up there. Like, it, so it's not in like the top ten best shooters on the Saturn, but maybe the top thirty. I don't know. It might be. It might be in the top ten. It might be really near, near okay. the bottom of a top ten. Um, okay. What do you guys think? Do you think that this involve that this belongs Blastwind uh, belongs in the top ten? Um, I don't. Lee says I think second tier for sure. Second tier. One thing that I so think it's missing, me, I, I believe that it's missing a proper uh, Tate mode. 
Um, oh yeah. I if folks know better, be sure to put that in the comments. But I believe that yeah, this was for being a Tate game. It basically it puts these bars on the side essentially of the of the screen that you can see in these images it kind of puts these bars with the press start there um yeah kind of gives you the screen like that instead of giving you like a proper tate mode and in um, that the score as well that puts over there right exactly instead of having sides, it be like an yeah. overlay uh basically yeah. all the action is just uh, doesn't have anything overlaid and then all the score and everything like that is on the sides and that's kind of how they get around um the whole like tate list Mm -hmm. <laughs> thing. David but, uh, Zaney says, I own a copy and it's one of my favorites. Uh great visuals, stellar soundtrack. So absolutely. I guess maybe it's a top ten for David. I mean, if you do look at the visuals and I can see, I don't know how well people can see from the 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 video, but I mean the pixel art is incredible. Uh you've got mm -hmm. like these gradients and stuff, but it's all hand done, you know, pixel art. And um all yeah. the little windows on the buildings and stuff like that. It's just a lot of care is taken with uh, Technosoft games, at, at least from a graphic standpoint. So they're always going yeah. to be, um, they're always going to be visually impressive. Uh, from a from a gameplay standpoint, it just doesn't stand out to me the way that mm. some of the other games on the on the Saturn, some of the other shmups on the Saturn have a lot of personality. This one, to me, feels like it visually is stunning, but it's lacking a, a certain personality to it that that makes it certain fun. je ne sais quoi if you will <laughs> you end up having to say that right because it's going to be different it's going to be subjective and different for everybody yeah. but to me i just don't feel like this game has the personality quote unquote that some mm. other shooters like radiant silver gun or um even battle garaga has like a certain yeah. personality to it where it just really stands apart and this one mm. um i agree with david zaney well, wait, it was a David Zaney that said that it was second tier or was he? No, that was Chrono Lee. Oh, that was David Chrono Zaney uh, thinks it's has yeah. great visuals, stellar soundtrack. One thing we can all agree on is that it's it's high up there. It's definitely not like way down on sure. the list. It's it's going to be either like a B plus or an A minus, depending it's not on a, who you ask. Was it Terra Cresta or? Yeah, 3D or whatever. Sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow, you really you uh, pick, you scraped the bottom of the barrel. I, I but, found one in my memory that yeah, was definitely like the top ten. You were like, I just made a, I made a mental note of my to myself never to play this yeah. again. Right. Um, no, but you know, D David Zaney does make a good point that the the branching mm. paths do provide it with uh, replay value, and that's a yep. good thing. You know, some of these games are like you play through it. And and really the the only replay value is trying to like one CC it, but uh um if you can if it, you know if you get the branching paths then you know much like uh, I don't know Panzer Dragoon's Vi you know you get like these branching mm. paths and that does give you some some replay value. Anyway, eight bit S and K boy says I really wanted to like Blast Wing, but it's easily my least favorite Technosoft shooter. It's very mm. average in my opinion. Regardless, mm. I still regret not picking a copy of years ago. Right, right. Yeah, because it would be an investment. It. I mean, it's a, it's the a on the let's put it this way. The worst Technosoft shooter is still going to be, like, good. Very good, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And that, right. just, that just speaks to, like, how good they are. I mean, I would say the same thing about the Cave, too. You know, like, the worst Cave yeah. shooter is still going to be decent, you know? Sure. Um, I can't say the same thing about like Psycho. Like Psycho kind of varies in quality. I like a lot mm. of Psycho shooters, but I don't think that they're just like have a perfect track record. Mm. Um, yeah. But uh, what do you say? I didn't hear the title 
Dodon Pachi. I must be going deaf. <laughs> Frog Bowl. I mean, we talked about Dodon Pachi last uh last week. Yeah. And I mean last week. Dodon Pachi is amazing. So we all agreed it about that. It is very good. Yeah. Um, okay. Also, hi Frog Bowl. Thanks for watching. Oh yeah, hi Frog Bowl. How's it going? How how are you how are you doing on uh on all that Saturn Metal Gear, Metal Gear Solid programming stuff. Yeah. Um, looking forward to whatever you put out next. Yeah, next update. Um, so go ahead and give <clears throat> us the scoop here on uh, the update okay. to Mystery Hospital. Yeah, and this uh, really should have been written last week, but I took last week off because it was Thanksgiving. <laughs> I took I took days off from work. I took uh, Shiro off. I wasn't even on the show, so mm -hmm. yeah, that was that was my my week of rest there but uh yeah um so back on november 21st um kitchen 34 updated his patch for uh the mystery hospital r question mark mj uh the mystery hospital which you can tune in the show a couple weeks ago to find out what the rmj stands for because i found that on the japanese wikipedia page right but um yeah, so he's uh, taking the translation patch that uh, was made by fans for the PlayStation 1 version of this game and uh, basically adapting it to the Saturn version. As far as I know, they're pretty much identical games aside from the Saturn version comes on one disc, PS1 version comes on two. I think there's um, better video compression on the Saturn. That's why that is. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, the, the new update adds subtitles to nearly all of the FMVs. Um, which is cool. So, like, right from the get-go, there's when you start the game, there's an opening cutscene, which I have a couple of screenshots there early in the in our story here on the website. Yeah. Uh, and that opening cutscene, like, it's just Japanese dialogue. Um, and so you can see just right away with this new patch uh, uh, some subtitles so you know what they're talking about, which it's all a little boilerplate. They're like, oh, there's an explosion. Mm -hmm. No need to panic. You know, we need to get out of here. Uh, but still, it's it's nice to... By the way, know. it makes the game more playable. Note, as a side note, the audio yes. on this game is fantastic, and I highly mm -hmm. recommend that folks play this with a pair of headphones, really good headphones, mm. or with your stereo system turned up, so that you can really appreciate like the bass and all of like the weird oral stuff that's going on. Because like the audio is actually really fantastic in this game, um, and mm -hmm. it's one of the things that kind of gives that like sets the vibe of it. Just as an aside, just as a side note. No, that's fine. Yeah, it's it's a it's a horror game from the same team that uh, brought us like a lunacy, right? Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. they're they're gonna it's it's going to be in that same pedigree. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, so he uh, at Kitchen started working on the patch uh, earlier in November, um, but he's hit a bit of a snag. He's unable to put subtitles on screen to translate the audio clips that are heard during gameplay. So right. like when you're just playing the game, moving around the game world, right. uh, trying to solve its puzzles and that sort there's of thing. Background um, there's background audio. There's background audio from the, the people with you right. or the person you're playing as will will talk. Comment on um, something. Yeah, yeah. They kind of give you a little hints or they just make a comment about what's going on. And there are no subtitles naturally in the game for that. So I, I believe the PS1 fan translation team did hack in subtitles to appear mm -hmm. during the game. Uh, Kitchen34, I don't think, has that uh, programming acumen, at least not at the moment, to do that. Um, so instead, he said that he's looking into um, 
replacing the audio of the Saturn version with an English dub, but he is not going to go quite to the extremes that like we did with Bulk Slash and Stellar Assault, uh, where we're actually finding real actors. Um, he is going to use AI to dub, uh, to, yeah. to record these dubs and replace all of the audio files. So he like synthesized their voices, like the Japanese voices, and is like translating, doing like English. I guess so. He, he hasn't given many details. I even looked on the uh, French forum that he frequently posts on Delta Island, mm-hmm. and he didn't really give any extra details there either. Um, but yeah, he said he's looking at an AI that synthesizes several voices for me uh, the audio files are aifs which is a format similar to wave mm-hmm. that's used in a lot of other saturn games like stellar salt double s mm-hmm. um and it's very easy to just record audio and just swap it swap the files mm-hmm. um it's it's very easy but uh something that we found from both bulk slash, bulk slash and stellar assault and it seems that kitchen is found with uh mystery hospital here is that you have to keep all of the audio files the same length same or length. shorter mm-hmm. yeah as the originals if you try to exceed it the game Gosh. you're going to overwrite other data or the or the game will be expecting a certain length and if you go over it it's just going to clip or it's going to cause bugs okay so um i think as he's finding that that uh is the case he's keeping an eye out for it um I guess he he got a little burnt out on it a little bit so he he said uh, i didn't put this in the story but he he made a comment in one of the posts. He was kind of uh, doing some other things for a little bit. So, uh, like, usually he puts these translation patches out finished within record time, you mm-hmm. know, weeks, mm-hmm. if not days. He's put out a ton of uh, translations in French and Spanish this year. Um, this is the first English one he's doing, which is very cool of him to work on. He's going to do it in French next once he finishes right. the English version. But uh, this is proving more difficult. But it's interesting, though. Yeah. So, so, so that's going to be amazing to to I'm or at least interesting to hear like what the AI voice sounds like. Yeah, it hopefully it's with. not too weird. <laughs> I know, right? Well, yeah, definitely. I mean, I hope that it's not obviously like okay, yeah, this is AI. Um, I uh, hope that it sounds somewhat natural. And I mean, it's cool that he's using mm-hmm. he's using Trekkie's muxer. You said to kind of remux the uh, audio. Yeah, I was just gonna bring that. But I put that in the story. He is using Trekkie's Unite's Sega Saturn Film Tools utility, the latest mm-hmm. version of it. Which he he, I mean, he thanked him for having that tool available. It's making this whole project possible uh, and and fairly easy to do. Mm-hmm. And um, and he also used that tool to replace all of the game's Cinepack format video files with versions that have English subtitles on them. Um, which, awesome. again, is in the playable patch. It's currently on Sega Extreme. Uh, there's a resources page for it. Mm-hmm. So you can check that out over on Sega Extreme. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I guess he's already used AI to translate about 100 audio files out of the 200 plus uh i don't know if i i put it in the story but he, he did mention how many audio files there are to translate something like 250 that, or so it said somewhere here that he said it was going well right yeah yeah, yeah he said so it's going well that it's going well um, so i mean well i mean i that's that's promising that's promising mm-hmm. I mean, yeah so i mean i'm really looking forward to it um Definitely. And, and shouts to Trekkies, you know, for making a utility that so many people are finding useful, <laughs> you know, that, yeah. that's, that's awesome. You know, cause I think we used that in stellar salt as well. Yep. Uh, you did those videos. So right. it, yeah. was, it was brand new with, with stellar salt. It was right. a brand new tool. Um, so yeah, no, that's, that's phenomenal. 
yeah, Shadow Mask was the one who was primarily working with all that audio stuff with, with Stellar Assault, so um, he would be able to comment more on it. But yeah, I'm pretty sure he did use uh, Trekkies' utility there for, for all that and uh, made it a lot easier. Absolutely. Um, any call? I'm just wiping through sure. the comments, make sure we didn't miss anybody as questions. But um, you get voice of Ryo Hazuki. That's funny. Okay, so uh, moving right along to this uh, modder makes a few improvements to Cleopatra Fortune's music. So basically, yeah. it made it more listenable, right? Uh, uh, yeah, so the modder's name is Riggles, and he made a thread on Sega Extreme earlier this week on Monday uh, to announce that and publish uh, a patch that's in the SSP format, um, which uh, the Mystery Hospital patches too. So it's pretty cool that Night of Dragons SSP format is really catching on with people. Um, yeah. so it is easy. It's a good standard. Yeah, um, so I guess Riggles uh, thought that the music in Cleopatra Fortune, which is a, a Taito uh, falling block puzzle game from 1997, I believe, um, that the music was a little hard to hear. It's very catchy, but the sound effects are loud and kind of drown out the music, which um, I've played a uh, and I guess I would agree. Um, it probably kind of depends on your particular audio setup, too. You know, maybe you can hear it a little better on some than others. But yeah, like it is, the sound effects are pretty loud compared to the music. So, what Riggles did was uh, with this patch, he um, pumped up the music without making it peak, he said. And uh, I did try it out, I didn't, I didn't hear peaking. Um, so, he did a good job. Uh, so, now it is louder and easier to make out over the sound effects um so that's cool because there is some nice. some really good catchy music in cleopatra fortune uh but that's not all riggles didn't stop there um i guess he decided that the uh kind of the main theme while you're playing the game um is a little too short with its loop so he added on uh two remixes made by a uh, a dj a UK music producer named Ice Ferno, who's been remixing video game music for something like 20 years. Um, you can check out his YouTube channel where he's published a lot of it. You can buy whole video game music remix albums on his Bandcamp page. I have all that linked to in my story on the site. Uh, and it is it is good stuff. And I guess he did remix, a couple of remixes, actually, of Cleopatra Fortune's theme. Mm -hmm. um, and Riggles used it. I... Kind of get the impression he didn't use it with Ice Furno's permission. So hopefully Ice Furno's okay, but maybe he did. He didn't mention either one way or another. So I don't know. Either mm -hmm. way, I at least, uh, he did give credit to Ice Furno, and I've linked to Ice Furno's website and stuff in our store here. But yeah, so he added those uh, remixes into the track. So they play right after the, um, right after like the normal piece of music that you hear. Uh, uh finishes so it ends up being like uh a few minutes longer um so that's cool uh makes it he says it um it keeps things fresh before returning to the main theme again giving you a lot of non-looping 90s music goodness while you play okay so uh that's cool um that's not the last thing that he did there's one more thing uh when you're about to lose basically and the blocks are like real high uh near the top of the screen the music will change to like this little like five second long warning track uh that is 
pretty repetitive since it's only five seconds long. It's just supposed to kind of make you panic and realize, oh, mm-hmm. you know, shit's hitting the fan. Um, so Riggles replaced that um, with the piece of music that normally plays during Cleopatra Fortune's credits, which mm-hmm. is a three minute long piece. So you're not going to, if you're in danger for a while um, with your blocks, it's not going to drive you nuts with the music. It's just, it sounds like a, have a faster paced version of the main theme i guess it is appropriate for a uh you're in danger scenario because it is um you know just like a little variation on it i got you a little faster so cool. yeah he he called the uh the, the default five second loop grading so i, I think hmm. he really didn't like it, well, if it so is yeah five he put up seconds then I can, yeah that sounds like it, it might be great makes sense yeah so he's got videos demonstrating uh, how it sounds now, which I've gotten the the story here. Um, I did kind of go over in the story how to patch this because it's not like most SSP patch files where you just kind of select the game, select the patch, and hit build, and off you go. Um, it's a little more involved than that. Firstly, before you hit that patch image button at the bottom, I've got a screenshot here. I don't know if you're showing it, Dave, but like there's a little tick box next to it that says separate track files if applicable. Right. And you got to hit that. Otherwise, mm-hmm. this hack won't work. Like you won't even boot up the game. Right. Um, so you got to make sure to hit that. And then after uh, the Sega Saturn Patcher has built the image, you have to um, replace the Q file that it's generated with a Q file that is provided with the patch like mm-hmm. uh i'm not sure why the q file that's generated by ssp is not uh correct i don't know why it won't work um i didn't see an explanation for that but um he he provides some kind of a fixed version in the zip file that comes gotcha. with the the patch and uh and a, and a readme so, so just make sure to do that so you go try this on your own mm-hmm. yeah yeah just copy and paste just just cool. copy and paste over it real easy nice yeah I mean, have you played a, cleopatra fortune dave a little bit you know it's one yeah. of those so there's a there's quite a few puzzle games on the saturn uh, this there is are one yeah of the, one of those a lot of people love this game um it's mm-hmm. one of those that i've fired up on an ode a couple times you know uh, yeah so it's not it's not one that i've gotten like incredibly into i'm not super good at it like i'm really good at puzzle fighter 2 turbo you know uh, Street oh Fight, yeah the uh, puzzle fighter yeah uh, mm-hmm. su- sorry super puzzle fighter 2 turbo um, but right. I'm not that great, great at this one. I haven't poured that many hours into it. But yeah, it's it's a fun and addicting game, and uh, I, I know a lot. It's of got folks kind of a story like, mode. It's got a story which mode, is exactly. Neat. Yeah, it's neat. It's it's all in Japanese, unfortunately. Um, right. And when it was released worldwide uh, by City Connection last year, as part of like their Saturn tribute they didn't line even bother on modern consoles, they did not bother to translate. Yeah, so they're like, oh, it's a puzzle across. game. You don't need puzzle to read game. it. I mean, technically, yeah. you can see the score, the level, the blocks. That's all in English. You can see next and kind of see what what. Uh, so I mean, there, yeah. there's plenty. There's plenty of English, like when you're playing the game. So I guess that's what they figured. But but as far as like the story Way mode well goes, they they made no effort to translate. Mm-hmm. And I remember I was thinking a... that was kind of weird that they did that because yeah know, yeah right. Why would you release Why... this very they Japanese? Figured, they maybe they figured game. the kind of people that will buy this don't care yeah, won't care <laughs> yeah. right yeah probably now there was like a a version localized into english officially and it was the ps1 version back in the mm, day mm. that is in english um and and like uh uh was it Crowley 
pointed that out, and, and Trevo said there's a Dreamcast one too. Yeah, and it right. came out on the Dreamcast. So could yeah. those inform a Saturn translation? Maybe if somebody uh, need, needs looking yeah. for something to do for the next uh, competition. No, or whatever. people <laughs> in our chat in our Discord server were talking about it and finding yeah. that um, it is. I think Gregory was yeah. maybe the one who was looking at it, and oh really? Uh, it, yeah, and he, it looks like all of the text in this game is compressed. Hmm. So we're going to have to figure out the compression method uh, to be able to uncompress uh, them, edit this, edit all the files, and then recompress them to put them back in the game. Might be a deal uh, breaker. To, to do that. Yeah. 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 Unfortunately, always, compression's tough. And some of these games, you know, they, they're not compressed at all. You know, it just really just depends, right. you know? Which was the case so. with Bulk Slash. So I made it so right. easy for me as like the first Saturn game I'd ever edited. To be able, you know, for for me and and uh, and you know, and the the team to just uh, uh, edit that stuff, you know, Momfus mm -hmm. and I had never edited a Saturn game before, and we were able to just get going with it right away because nothing was compressed; it was all super simple mm -hmm. to edit it yeah. in like Crystal Tire. Crazy. So, um, all right. So the next one is the Roundup, and it looks like we've got how many items? Four. Four, Four items. items. Okay, hit it. And let's just uh, okay. So we, we've got until what, we got like another twenty minutes. Twenty minutes. Do you think you can go like yeah. five minutes a piece? Yeah. Well, even faster because you got okay. Patreon subscribers. Yep, we do. So we'll, we we'll do. go quick. Yep. Okay. So this is our news roundup for this week. Um, a lot of the stuff was funny. A lot of the stuff I wrote about, like, all happened on Monday. Mm. Monday was a real busy day in the Saturn universe, and uh, it was kind of quiet the rest of the week. So um, Shadow Mask, who is the uh, team lead on the um mobile suit gundam english translation patch uh sh he showed off an update uh and we do have a little video of that um where the, he's basically uh translated the dialogue in the first stage of the game and he did he didn't put out a, a playable patch for that yet but he did put out a playable patch uh back in october where the fmvs are subtitled and the loadout menus are translated so you can check that out over on Sega Extreme. There's a resource page for it. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, in the meantime, you can see their, how their progress is going. I guess the whole script is translated because um, I'm, I'm in his Discord server. So I'll just let you know now that the whole script is translated. Uh, now it's just kind of the grunt work of getting it into the game and making sure that it fits each dialogue box, uh, which is requiring some script edits to kind of shorten things up a little bit. So it's going to take a little time, but uh, they are... Uh, plunking along at it, so mm -hmm. it's good. Yeah, Mobile Suit Gundam. This is a, a Saturn exclusive game. It was developed by CRI, I believe. Yeah. So, um, yeah, this is this will be a cool one to have. Uh, so next piece, uh, we've got Sonic Jam concept art posted. Uh, one of the concept art artists on uh, Sonic Jam posted some of his old sketches on uh, X, formerly known as Twitter. Uh, the artist is Satoshi Okano, and um, he put photos of four photos of sketches from his sketchbook. Uh, now, one of these sketches is like a mystic ruin, which it was like a hub world from Sonic Adventure. Another one is of Sonic, which was used for an issue of the Sega Saturn magazine. I believe the July 1997 issue right. of Sega Saturn magazine in Japan. Um, so that's pretty cool to see that. But then, uh, for our purposes, the coolest things were the sketches for all the little like buildings in the right. uh, hub world of Sonic Jam. Um, just kind of his initial 
ideas for them, which some of them are uh, they're, they ended up being a little different in the final game. I think they ended up being simpler than his drawings to try to, to try to like keep the the polygon countdown, understandably. But yeah, he's got sketches of the character house, the music shop, the movie theater, art gallery, and the Hall of Fame um, that you can check out. And I I kind of like just uh, re-uploaded them to our site. So like if Twitter ever dies. Right. <laughs> we've still, we've got them on our, our site. It's good safer, point. Good you know, point. prosperity. Yeah. yeah. Um, there are some interesting differences. Like the movie theater sketch has Sonic Hollywood on its sign, mm-hmm. but the final game has, it's right. cool. Sonic movie there yes. instead. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, <laughs> I guess they decided funny. they couldn't use the term Hollywood. Maybe it would be, or didn't uh, want to take, or the they chance. didn't want like, yeah. it. Yeah. Sonic doesn't live on planet earth. Technically true i don't know hollywood might be copyrighted too who knows it might you know yeah yeah um so in uh related uh further sonic jam news let's put it that way uh bo bales who is um well known at this point for uncovering secrets and sonic teams in many games on the saturn and writing about them on his website found a way to make tales playable in the 3d hub world of sonic jam mm-hmm so this is pretty neat, and I, and I re-uploaded the video because he posted the video on Twitter, but like Twitter right. embeds do not work anymore on right. our website. So exactly. that's why I've not been embedding Twitter uh, posts anymore, X posts. Um, I can just link to them at best. So I've been kind of just like taking the photos and videos from them and re-uploading them to our site so that we can, our, our readers can easily see them. Um, so yeah, you're checking it out there. It's pretty cool. He did make like a an edit to the animation to get that flying animation in there when you're right. kind of like falling in a jump so that's mm-hmm. cool you can't like properly fly like tails does in the unedited sonic jam um but i mean that would require writing whole new routines like mm-hmm. that's probably a little a little more effort than you felt like putting in so that's understandable it's still really cool and you can try this out for yourself uh because private eye and starman helped Bo Bales assemble a patch, uh, and I believe that is an SSP patch, and it's in the resource area of Sega Extreme. So we have a link to that on our website. Awesome. You can check it out for yourself. Uh, another thing I just want to mention real briefly that I did not write about here is that um, Bo Bales also <clears throat> uh, found a way to edit the camera controls in Burning Rangers so that when you press the the left and right triggers on your controller instead of like swinging the camera a whole bunch to the left or the right mm-hmm. it will just move it a little bit based on how long you press the button so it feels a little more like a modern camera control oh really okay. and that sounds yeah that sounds really cool i want to try that out i think he put that up as a patch uh, i want to say i'm not entirely sure i hope he did because i think that would be that would kind of improve the play the playability a little bit for Burning Rangers. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, I want to try that too. Um, he's, and he's lastly, and he's digging yes. in a ton. Like if you follow him yes. on Twitter, guys, like Bo is he's just a great follow. Dig- he, he he's also digging into Knights, right? Uh, every once in a while, he posts something yes. about Knights. He posts about Burning yes. Rangers. Posts about mostly, obviously, Sonic Team games, right? So yeah, um, and and then like the special stage in Sonic 3D Blast, which was made by Sonic Team. So yeah, he specializes in the Sonic Team stuff. And I think part of the reason he can specialize in the Sonic Team stuff is because they apparently reused a bunch of code between all of these games. Right. Uh, they exactly. just kept iterating on it. So it's Absolutely. like once he became familiar with Knights, which I believe, well, Burning Rangers. I think Burning Rangers is like his favorite game. So once he became familiar mm-hmm. with that, he started using the knowledge he learned 
to look at all these other games on the Saturn, he started seeing simil- similarities, things he could do in Burning Rangers. He could make the exact same code change and yeah. have an effect in Knights or Sonic there, Jam. There's a ton of um, code. There is a ton of shared code between Burning Rangers and Sonic Adventure as well, believe it or not. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, they, they, no, they I, did I believe it. reuse a lot of that stuff, you know? So, yeah. Um, exactly. I guess he, he did say he wants to, next thing he wants to do is pull Knuckles from the mm-hmm. Sonic 3D Blast special stage into Sonic Jam. So you can play right, Knuckles. So right. that'll be fun. Yeah. Because um, exactly. he did recently make it so that you could play as Knuckles that. and Tails in, in the, the special stage. The bonus stage. Yeah, the special stage. Right. Okay. Yeah, I was going to ask yep. you about that. If he was going to port Knuckles to the Sonic world in, in Sonic Jam. So yeah, that I've got that. I mentioned that in the story. He yeah. he has a very extensive write-up on what he did to hack uh, Tails into oh, Sonic right. World, okay. uh, which I, I do link to here. And in that write-up, he mentions he wants to bring Knuckles in next. So that'll be neat. Gotcha. So Okay, cool. And the last item uh, for the roundup today is the, uh, which you sort of stole my thunder on this a little bit, Dave, which is fine because well, you ended up unboxing. Yeah, so, so yeah, yeah, your controllers. But go but, ahead, uh, the, tell us. The new, so the new Saturn uh, wireless analog controllers, Saturn style, they do work on a Saturn. They work on modern systems as well. Uh, they are getting out into people's hands. They uh, mm-hmm. they put up an update on Monday in on social media saying that they're shipping now from Castlevania Games and Rondo. And um, they also announced that the controllers are available on Amazon, uh, both in the Japanese white and Western black styles. Which, uh, mm-hmm. We've got a photo there. Um, yeah, they weren't originally on Amazon. They, I don't think they'd even announced they would be on Amazon initially. So that was, uh, I guess, a little bit of a surprise. Right, it so- makes sense. They sell other things on Amazon, um, but still. So now they are available. I did see they were sold out of the black ones like yesterday but they must have restocked because they were on they were for sale again when i checked this morning when i was writing the story up so, you so got, um, for north america you got rondo castlemania stone age gamer pnp games and amazon and then mm-hmm. over in europe you got 8-bit mods dragon box shop what is the other one spell sant uh amazon dot fr uh mm-hmm. and ads coming up okay so yeah so that's cool. Wow. Who has this Saturn with the purple? That That is a beautiful Saturn. <laughs> yeah, I think that's like a, um, well, it's a, a person a custom who job. I mentioned here, Jeremy Tizeno. Yeah, uh, oh, okay. so Jeremy Tizeno, um, I just wanted to point out that social media posts from customers are confirming that the controllers are indeed out in the wild. Mm-hmm. Jeremy Tizeno posted a photo Wednesday of his purchase on our Facebook group, the Shiro mm-hmm. Facebook group, which right. you can go ahead and join. We have a lot of posts on there, too. Um, and in his post, he said, well, this was a nice surprise in the mail today. Somebody, I think, did ask him on Facebook about that purple shell. And he said, yeah, it's a custom shell that I, I had made. So, yeah, it is beautiful. It's super cool. Looking. That's amazing. Yeah. It looks like a, yeah. like a car paint job. Looks great. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. And, uh, and yeah, if you want a little more extra coverage uh, of, of all this, the Shiro crew did interview one of the testers at uh, PRGE um a couple months ago so that's right yeah and link to that most we mostly have good things to say uh, honestly i think that this mm-hmm. i think most people are going to be happy with the controller no doubt i think that the there are i think that there are some nitpicky folks uh, and i represent I, I i have the i have the capacity to be nitpicky and so i represent some mm-hmm. of those folks that are going to be nitpicky 
and I'll be nitpicky for you, and I will definitely put it through its paces <laughs> and tell you what are those things that you know are where it's going to fall short. But I think that the the real you know one of, one of the biggest kind of qualms that people have is that they decided to move away from that original uh, form factor where you had the big huge uh, what is it the PS2 style sticks on it. You know, mm-hmm. there was a, there was yeah. an early leaked prototype, really early, and I mean. It, it looked nice enough, but it wasn't exactly, it wasn't as polished or complete. It still looks like a prototype to me. The The shoulder mm. triggers were super beefy, like stuck out too much. Um, mm. the, the, the arguably those, those uh, dual shock sticks that were on there would uh, potentially get snagged on something in your bag and could break. Or if you drop mm. the controller and it hits on the stick, you know, it could yeah. uh, just jam it and and break it. Whereas now it's much more low profile. They're kind of recessed into the into the design, uh, which okay. does kind of protect the sticks in a way. Like it, it protects them from any kind of damage or snagging on things because they're essentially recessed into that pocket. And either folks are going to love that or they're going to hate it. But that's what they decided to do. Um, a lot of folks don't like the the switch sticks. You know, a lot of folks don't like those small, you know, switch style sticks. But again, for all of the switch users who are going to be buying this controller to play Saturn ports and and play mm-hmm. all sorts of stuff on their switch, it's almost going to be like it's going to feel like home, you know, because that's what they're You're used right. to at this point in terms of analog Shadow Mask asked uh what does the right stick even do though like that's primarily just for what when you're right using this even... on a modern right if you're going to be console, using this right? on a modern console modern game the right stick is going to do whatever that game is programmed for the right stick yeah, to do and you a need lot of that people, a lot of people are going to be using this controller that way i mean it was an oversight mm-hmm. for for example it was an oversight for sega to not have a right stick on the dreamcast they certainly yeah, no should kidding. have considering the dual dual shock had been out by that time you know uh, right or the dual analog at least um but yeah so so i mean there there are there are a lot of games you guys are going to be able to play on pc or whatever or on um or on consoles you know, X, uh, ps3 ps4 i think it works with ps5 not sure oh, you turned into a robot. Then, at least for me. Am I a robot now? Yeah, you're a super robot okay, right let me, now. Let me fix that. Hold on a second. All right. No, uh, yep. Other people are confirming Robo Dave. <laughs> Mega robot shadow. Of course, it has to happen yeah, like really right at the end of the show, right? Um. Oh, uh, there you are. Yeah, there okay. I am. Okay, so yeah, <laughs> always right it, towards the end of the show, I go Robo. Um, mm. But that's Robo just... Dave, Robo Dave. Hey, Patrick. Hey. How you doing, Pat? AI translating right. sound games. Meeting. Welcome exactly. on in the I show. Got to... You in the car? Nice. I am indeed. I just got done with my meeting, so I'm heading home right now. I probably came towards the end of it, so yeah, we're about to. Yeah. And... But it's nice to hear your voice, even if it's uh, yep. even if it's from the freeway <laughs> whatever yeah. uh you know yeah. again the, so yeah they they definitely got the the packaging is nice enough you know the box is nice enough though they you don't get the the carry case i, I do kind of like the carry case i noticed that pat brought yeah. uh one of his wireless controls to prge and had the nice plastic carry case so um it's not not nearly as nice, but then again, they put the money that would have been spent on that into the controller, you know, and trying to make into making the controller and making the controller and keeping it under 50 bucks, keeping it at 50 bucks, I should say, you know? Uh, yeah. Cause that was, I mean, all of the sensors are going to be worth it right there. 
you probably repurpose the old boxes and just like put them like a like maybe like put some foam around it and use yeah, the old I, ones for the new one. I, I need to test. Well, we'll need to test that because of course they are bigger. Uh, um, as as folks can see, like in this size comparison right here, they are larger, so they may not fit in those. Mm. Uh, and I will I will test that out actually and take a picture so folks can see that's probably there you something. go put that and putting that in the discord server for sure um, but yeah so I mean essentially it feels like a Saturn pad just a little bit larger and it is a little bit heavier just because of that battery that's in there but again you're getting a better battery than before it's gonna last longer mm -hmm. you're getting the analog sticks they're hall sensors so they shouldn't wear out anytime soon you should be able to use it on modern consoles um, you definitely would be able to play, um, I mean, and there is a macro, they are using a macro to put it into, you know, 3d analog mode or switch out of that. Mm. And so, yeah, I, I haven't gotten into that yet, but I'll read the, the manual and see like what they want you to do is basically like yeah. a, hold start and B for five seconds or something like that, you know, mm. um, any, uh, any hint of twin stick support, any hint of twin stick support. Well, I mean, the twin sticks are digital, right? So, yes. so it's their digital input and, and they, you know, every time somebody would say that they would basically say, oh, that's a good idea. We'll consider it. Is any chance they will? I don't know. It's, I don't think that I don't get the sense that it's high priority for them, but, um, yeah. but it's on their radar. Oh, I, meant, I meant that they do it in this one. Sorry. Was it in this one? Was it in this one? Did they end up doing that? Well, they hadn't implemented it as of October at PRGE when we asked them about it. So yeah, I haven't seen them mention it in like official communications yeah, I, or anything. Well, what they said to what they said to what they said to Pat and I was, yeah, that's a great idea. We could definitely implement that. But that's the same thing that they told us the prior year at PRGE. So I mean, I, it was mm -hmm. kind of like an echo. It was kind of I, I felt like my voice was coming back to me, and they were confirming that yes, it's possible, and yes, it's on our radar. But will they do it? Only time will tell. Um, and I, you know, I, I'm not being critical of them. I'm just letting people know that, that they're aware of it, that we, we mentioned it to them and other people have mentioned it to them and will they do it or not? I'm not sure, but it definitely seems like a missed opportunity if they don't, because having those two sticks there, obviously, you know, if you can make them digital and, uh, if you can kind of, uh, convert them to like digital input and use them as twin sticks, that would be great. Um, Mustang uh, in chat asks, are the batteries easily replaced? I don't think you can replace the batteries, can you? They're just like it's inside the housing of the, con the Yeah, the I controller. mean, technically, you probably can. I know that Retrobit uses, like, off-the-shelf batteries. Um, mm. It's not like they built their own battery for that. They're, 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 but with the Dreamcast controller that they have coming out, they opted to use a swappable, like, a hot swappable battery. Whereas with mm. this, I'm pretty sure that it's one of those silver foil affairs where you're gonna you're gonna have to unscrew the back of the controller unscrew the back yeah and you know ribbon cable or something uh to, like, to replace it yeah part of the ribbon it's probably yeah. but that but that's the thing with yeah, the dream, with the dreamcast yeah. cable they're working on they're moving in that direction of be, being able to build these controllers with hot swappable batteries uh so that folks can buy a couple batteries and just have one on hand you know and they're uh, fairly yeah. cheap like that's set, too yeah, which I think is a great idea, and I think they should have been doing that all along. Um, you know, for folks who don't know, lithium-ion batteries are 
you know, prone to failure and they will right. balloon and eventually explode if they get, you know, if, if you drop the controller or throw the controller and it gets a puncture, mm. you know, it could, it could start on fire, you know? So it's nice to be able to easily replace the batteries, you know, and dispose of yeah, them. Yeah. Mustang said that's what he meant um, or what they meant is just like the pro controller technically has an internal battery, but all you have to do is yeah. unplug it after yeah. you take it back off. Yeah. So. I don't think that, I, I mean, I may actually take these apart just to kind of see how they're, how well they're built and, and take pictures of the inside sure. but essentially i don't think it's impossible it's it's like something that most people could figure out you know um mm. they although i don't think they've published the battery information anywhere <laughs> i would have to like look inside and see what what we're dealing with but yeah so um Jeez. yeah if you want to puncture it i mean if you want if you need somebody you want to like kill them puncture the battery throw the controller at them you know thank yeah, you pat yeah, for to this week's assassination suggestion <laughs> Yeah, so Pat. I mean, yeah, I'm watching a lot of Spock's family. Oh, yeah. okay. Well, uh, that makes sense. So it definitely, checks out. you know, if if you guys were already, I have a feeling a lot of folks will already be decided about this. Um, mm. The ones that are kind of on the fence and need more, uh, you know, proving or they need more uh, convincing, you know, stand by and we'll try to get as much information about it as we can. Um, just know that it's not going to be one-to-one -one with the 3D analog pad, but it's going to be quite good. And it's going to be serviceable for most things. And I think that it's going to be an upgrade overall from the previous wireless pads that were just digital. So, mm -hmm. I mean, even for that, if you if you held off and you didn't get an original, uh, one of the clear blues or the black, you know, the, the previous uh, wireless uh, Bluetooth or 2.4 gigahertz uh, pads that, that they had, this improves on almost every aspect of those controllers the only caveat is that it's a little bit bigger and a little bit heavier well it might be good uh a good opportunity to write some up on the website with all your testing findings and yeah. photos you take of the inside and that sort of thing it might absolutely be cool. absolutely so anything else anything else uh news wise uh i don't think so i, I i'm sorry i didn't write a, an update about how the saru uh, cartridge is coming along. There's probably been some updates, and I've just not had time to look into it. And mm -hmm. I was writing up all this other news this week. And uh, a certain someone is working on a story about the Death Crimson sequel that's been kind of shadow announced. Right. So hopefully he gets around to that, uh, you know, over the weekend or something. Looking yeah, forward absolutely. to that. Absolutely. Um, is he also, still on the line? Do we lose Pat? I don't know. Is Pat on? No, he. Yeah, uh, we Pat. lost him. He's not here. He's gone. Anymore. Okay. He's gone. Oh, he didn't hear me ribbon on him. So there yeah, you go. Pat. Pat said he was going to write a story about Death Crimson. So but I think that'll that, be good. I, there has there been anything else that has been dropped or or posted up on the competition, or is it all pretty much the same? I don't think there's been anything new we would on the competition front. Yeah, yeah, the Sega Extreme Saturn game right. competition. Sega Extreme. Let's be uh, clear. 29th anniversary Sega Saturn game competition hosted yes. by Sega Extreme and organized by and Emerald, Emerald Nova. Nova. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Is, is yeah, no, I don't think there's anything been new in the last uh, couple weeks with that, but, uh, you know, oh. it's going to all start flooding in the last couple weeks of December, I'm sure. Announcement-wise, um, Night gave me a reminder. I appreciate that. Oh, uh, right, yeah. So our net link, so the, the net links that we bought several months back that we we bought live here on the show those mm -hmm. are being packed up they're being ready to be sent out uh nothing's been done yet nobody's bought anything yet but we have an interest form up that is um that is live in the insider chat 
uh, on our Discord for patrons, and it's also uh, a post on our patron site. Yep. So if you are a patron of any kind, uh, go ahead and fill that form out. I don't discourage you to fill it out even if you just became a patron. Just know that we are kind of waiting uh, our decision based on how long uh, folks have supported us. Um, the commitment... Uh, you are you are paying 50 bucks plus shipping for a basically get your Saturn online kit. Uh, it's going to consist yeah. of the Japanese modem, uh, the uh, the disc coasters uh, <laughs> of Japanese uh, software. Do you want to show the photo you took of uh, the kit you've got on the Patreon well, page? Do I have that though? On uh, let me just see here. I think it's in the Discord. If you can bring that up. In the disc, I can't show it yeah, on the, the screen. That's the thing is, I can't show it up here though. Um, hold you on couldn't like open the picture well, in maybe, a maybe, browser. Maybe, maybe. Hold on a second. Because Discord already says that thing where like you click on a photo and then it has at the bottom open in browser. So maybe that would work. Right. Okay. Because it is a nice looking kit. There were, well, the let patches me just see turned here. out good from Moose, Moose Moose Track, wasn't it? Who made the it the was. patches? Yeah. I'm trying to see if I can cool. bring this image over to. No. Thank I... you to Moose Track. Okay. And thank you to uh, to Night of Dragon for you know um, making modifications to the line modems and setting all these kits up. Let me see if this works. Uh, okay. There you so, go. There you go. I can so, see it. That's nice. That is the online kit consisting of the original box Japanese X band modem. Uh, for what we paid for it, essentially, um, just just uh, basically passing it along to its new home, uh, along with the modded line voltage included uh, live, quote unquote live modem. It's a USB zoom modem or whatever, and Knight has hacked in uh, line voltage, okay, which you're going to need, phone line voltage. Um, and then it comes with a phone cable and a patch from Moose Tracks. Thanks to Moose Tracks for including those um, wonderful uh, embroidered patches. Those look amazing. Mm -hmm. So this is going to get your Saturn online uh, with the help and support of uh, our Shiro Discord. You can you know get this, and then you can uh, reach out to um, the Saturn Online channel of our Discord, and we will help you uh, with the steps of getting your Saturn online so that you can participate in activities uh yeah and that's the 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 tournaments yeah like and that's the second half of the commitment is you know you're not exactly. just committing to spending 50 bucks to buy one of these things but you're also committing to uh actually participate in at least one shiro right. netlink tournament and and generally you know just be part of the community be and, and increase. Right. yeah be available and increase the the uh, pool of players who are enjoying netlink yeah yeah be an active user we you know got, we, this isn't meant to just be shelf candy we actually do we're fortunate enough to have several active users who have mm -hmm. uh, done the needful and gotten their saturns online uh, at their own expense and and having to source these modems you know for, for i don't know sometimes ridiculous money um, not mm -hmm. to mention the mo modems, you know, the USB modems, getting them line voltage and all that stuff. But you know, we can't thank um, we can't thank Joe Sega RPG fan enough, and and the folks who have been involved in that uh, you know tunnel solution uh, to make it possible so that we could play our Saturns online again. You know, that's 
It's yeah. great. I mean, it's part of what is making the Saturn community explode. It's part of what's keeping it alive is that it's still playable today with folks across the globe. And so, yeah, yeah. that's, that's a lot of fun. Um, so yeah, if you're, if you're, you know, feeling like, you know, you have the time and you want to make the commitment, um, you're not just going to put this on your shelf, um, to display it, but you're going to be an active member of our community and you're a patron at some point, if we don't fill up the, the 20 spots, uh, then we'll open it up to the public. But I think at this point, um, we're probably, we're on track to, we have several, uh, we have several submissions of interest. And I think that, uh, within the next week, we'll probably have a good pool of people, um, mm. to select from. And it's all going to come down to like, you know, tenure of support, you know, that we, we kind of put everything. Some, some folks have been patrons for like two years and, and they're interested in getting into this. So, for those I say, yeah. yeah, we definitely have to. They've they've uh, they've been supporting us for so long. We definitely have to return the favor, you know. Sure. But, um, yeah. I mean, their money helped make this uh, no, possible. Absolutely. These it buys. is quite literally because we it's we were literally sitting on this pool of funds that was because of our patrons that made us made it possible for Pat and I to just say, hey, let's just buy this right now live on air. Yeah. And we did it. So there you go. Um. So yeah, that's that's the fun thing about. Uh, having that kind of support is that we can do fun stuff like that. Um, so speaking of patrons, I want to yes. go ahead and take an opportunity to read their names. At least the ones, oh, did I? Okay, yeah. I got it by alphabetical here. So for those patrons who support us at the $10 or up level, one of the perks is that we read out your name on the show and just honor you as uh, as a supporter of uh, of Shiro and everything that we do. And um, our current $10 and up patrons are A Murder of Crows, All Caps, Blue Moon 95, Brock the Archivist, Casual Seth, Cerulean, Chris Piper, uh, AKA Pipe Dreams Games. Uh, you got Chris 1997XX, Daniel, Freder Fed uh, Daniel Fredrickson. We got David Zaney, who's actually here in the YouTube chat with us, Derek Pascarella, yeah. A Team. We got Emerald Nova, Fat Drunk Friend Otaku, Gem Clash or Rank, Johannes Fetz, Mr. Joe Engine himself, Justin, Memphis, uh, sorry, uh, Michael Sabag, Nate Lawrence, Normal Guy, Nut Rages, Robert Ramsey, Rowan Dinked, Sega Steve, Shadow Mask, Stone Man, Tanuki Trev, and Young Money Sui. Every one of those folks, um, and and several of these folks, I could say, have been supporting us like since we opened the Patreon. So since we opened the Patreon, so thanks to all of you guys. Uh, yep, thank you for your support. <laughs> Shadow's like, that's my name. Don't wear it out. Okay, <laughs> Shadow Mask, Shadow Mask, Shadow Mask. Is that does it work like Beetlejuice? If I say it three times, you'll <laughs> you'll appear right. Will appear. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, there will. Speaking of Shadow. Um, I think he has got work and there won't be a movie stream tonight, but um, mm. we're, we're more than happy to shout it out when, when he's doing it. So, and it'll be in the Shiro discord, but no movie for tonight. So I guess everybody's just on their own. Um, but yep. looking forward to the next uh, VHS stream. Um, anything else you want to add before we sign off? Uh, check out the, the Teespring store. It's underneath this YouTube right. video right now. Uh, yes. Or you can access it from the website and yeah, buy yourself some shirts. I just did. I just got a, a hoodie for Pudgy Bunny and then like a, a t-shirt and like a long sleeve t-shirt 
for me to diversify my Shiro related apparel on the show and when out and about. I actually wore my Shiro uh, hoodie when I was walking around like a retro game store earlier today, buying Fantasy Star Portable 2. Mm. So yeah, repping Shiro out in the community. So yeah, oh, definitely uh, get get yourself some shirts. And uh, there it, there was, when I bought them a couple of days ago, there was a promo code to get like 10% off. What's weird, Dave? Well, the site was, wrong? I, I tried to show people on the, on the Shiro site, but it's probably, I think it, I think it might be, frozen i'm not sure no really yeah oh well uh, the site gives us problems sometimes yeah um here let's see if i could, if it works now okay I, now it's working now i can show folks teespring I, there you go yeah there, yeah there's um google promo code for teespring and maybe you'll be able to find it i'm sorry i'm trying to scroll back and chat and find it right now i, I don't remember what it was off the top of my head um but I think I presume I hope that, that comes out of Teespring's profits and not out of Shiro's. Yeah, I think it would, <laughs> Shiro think, makes like two dollars a shirt. So yeah, um, I mean, I think it would be one of those things where uh, they are covering the cost, kind of like an eBay yeah. coupon, you know? Right. Like they, it seems like an eBay coupon type. Yeah, thing. Um, we do. We certainly can. Um, actually, that's one of the thing items that I forgot about is that uh, I'm more than happy to create a code so that. Uh, patron supporters can get everything at cost um but yeah okay. right at the moment i i forgot to do that since last week so apologies um at the moment if you buy anything on this store you're basically paying two dollars extra to shiro um over whatever the shirt costs to make so um but yeah everything's not set. a huge margin it's not a huge margin but it's enough to kind of like help out you know um but essentially yeah, yeah we 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 uh we can create a code for for folks who uh are are patrons who can, who can get stuff at cost. I think that's what we did on Threadless as, as well. We had like a Yes, there yeah. was a code for Threadless but not the new Teespring. So okay, here we yeah. go. Flash. F L A S H. Flash. Gets oh, okay. you 10% off your whole hey, order. There you go. Oh, yeah. Nice. There you go. Save a few bucks on a t-shirt. So Awesome. Yeah, and you said that the Teespring ones um you thought the print quality was a little better than on Threadless. So I'm looking forward to it. Cause like this shirt right now that mm. I'm wearing, I got from the Threadless store a year or two ago. Is it starting um, to crack? No, uh, I, but like I said, well, actually the black does have is wearing off in a couple little tiny spots mm. right yeah. here where the D pad is. So I don't know if that's wear and tear or what. Um, but like I said uh, the other week, like I do kind of just like not wear it super often. So it mm -hmm. doesn't wear out, which like you said, like defeats the purpose of having it. So yeah, yeah hopefully the threadless ones will be, uh, you know, even better. Yeah, yeah, the, the, the Teespring ones will be the, a better quality. The two that I ordered are really good. Um, the okay. shirt, the shirt material, and I ordered the standard classic crew neck uh, shirts. Yeah. And the shirt material itself was a little on the thin side. Um, mm. But again, that, the print was actually pretty good. Like the print quality was okay. pretty good. So we'll see. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna wear them for a while cool. and, and see how it goes. And I, I did also look into Spreadshop. Oh, I looked into Spot uh, Shopify. That is that costs a lot actually. Having a Shopify, no, really? yeah, it costs like a monthly fee, um, and it's oh. not cheap or an monthly or annual, and it's not cheap, and it's just not yeah. So it would be great, but be that, that would be like if we were doing like crazy uh, merch numbers. But uh, yeah. I looked into Spreadshop. That's another one that uh, integrates with YouTube. So I'll check that one out and report back. But yeah. Okay, cool. 
Anyway, well, cool. that's so, all I got. Yeah, all I and, to and I, it's time for me to get going anyway. So you got pizzas to make. I've got pizzas to pick up this time. Yeah, because oh, no, I wasn't about up, to make right. them with. Yeah, so usually if Meg's here, then you know we'll work together and we'll. But oh, no, okay. Yeah, so you're, you're keeping just, it easy I, when I've it's got just the kids to night. myself this weekend, so we're doing easy yeah. stuff. Yeah, we're gonna go get nice. the pizza. Anyway, right. this has been Saturn Dave and Dan Trax reminding you that you must play Sega Saturn. Thanks to all of you for, for uh, joining us in the chat and yes. uh, for the show. Uh, be sure to share it out and like if you didn't. Um, until next time, we hope you have a great weekend and peace. See ya. Bye. Bye.